you've got to get over this fear. Our guest today is going to help you do it. That and more coming up on the marketingandservice.com podcast. Hey, Justin Bruzo here from the marketingandservice.com podcast. Today is all about your fears and anxieties. Obviously, we are in very difficult times, and this has been an incredible and challenging period for everyone, no matter what you do and no matter what industry you're in, nothing has been easy. You may be overwhelmed with a lot of different things going on all at the same time, but you may be persistent, you're writing down goals, and you're trying to tackle all these things at once, but maybe... Just maybe focusing on just one single goal would help bring all the other things into view. We have an awesome guest today who's a certified coach and an educator, a mentor, and a motivational speaker. And we're going to dig into some of the psychology that may be at play and may benefit you when trying to figure out what problem you're going to tackle next, especially when it seems like all the problems are coming all at once. Today's guest and I have a lot in common, and we had an excellent time during this interview, and I really hope that you enjoyed as much as I did. So today I am super excited to have our guest, Mark Morton. Mark is a certified coach, he's an educator, a mentor, a motivational speaker, and he's dedicated his life to working and serving his community at large. His mission is to build, encourage, and motivate growth and transformation in himself and others. And I had a chance to speak with him last week, and he is just killing it. He's doing an awesome job, and he's got a lot to talk about. So we're going to jump right into it. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. Listen, I need to take you on the road with me to introduce me everywhere that I go. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love when people have a hype man behind them. It always yeah. makes it so much more exciting. So much better. Cool. So I, I you know, we uh, we spoke last week, and you had mentioned uh, you have a background in education. I do. I, I've been in the educational arena for uh, almost 17, 18 years now. Maybe wow, that, a little longer, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and what type of education uh, were you involved with? Well, I started as a uh, in middle school uh, teaching sixth grade, and then I started working on the business side of it, training and supporting teachers. So currently, right now, I'm managing a project where I have over a hundred teachers that I support and help them as they're helping students that struggle with reading. Oh, that is fantastic. And I, I know that's got to be a huge challenge, especially in COVID, because I, I, I'm also in the education space uh, for, for a long time in music education. Uh, and I, you know, seeing what teachers are going through, uh, and it, it's so impressive what has been accomplished despite the, the horrible circumstances of COVID. Uh, and, and to see what the kids have accomplished, you know, a lot of them, you know, learning on an iPad uh, right. with shaky internet connections and, you know, Chromebooks that, you know, barely run Zoom. Uh, it's really been a wild ride this year. So I, I, uh, my, my hat's off to you. It has been really interesting. But, you know, the, the wonderful thing about challenges and uh, such as COVID is it, uh, it invokes innovation as well as shows us just how resilient we are as a people. So you definitely have been able to see that uh, in the work that we do. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, you, you're located in uh, Georgia, right? 
Yes, hot lunch, as they say, Atlanta, Georgia. Excellent. Yeah, and you you'd mentioned you told the story. I would love for you to share it with our audience. Uh, we you know as you know this podcast is all about customer service, and you told me a story about the gas stations there that I, I absolutely love that story. I would love if you could tell that for us. Yeah, so we have uh, here in Georgia, we have these gas stations called Quick Trip. Um, and when I first started going to Quick Trip, they're not the traditional gas station, if you will. They're a lot cleaner and so forth. Mitch, but I, outside of that, I noticed that they had this customer service that anytime that anyone walked into their store, regardless of what they were doing, even if they were waiting on customers, they acknowledged you and spoke to you. Welcome to Quick Trip. Welcome, and I'm not uh, promoting Quick Trip. <laughs> They're not paying me, but that model is something that really touches home because they tap into something that all the other gas stations here in the state and that I've not really seen in any other place do. And that was the acknowledgement of your presence. We often go into businesses. And no one even recognizes us or they don't they recognize us, but don't even speak. But to just stop and say, regardless of what they're doing and say, hey, welcome to Quick Trip. It makes you feel uh, different. It's an amazing experience. So that model I definitely picked up on and noticed earlier on when they uh, actually started their business here that, in the state. That's so great. Yeah, I know up here in New York, uh, if someone actually raises their head to even look at you in a gas station, uh, you, you've already you've already gone much further than <laughs> what is typical in this area. <laughs> exactly. It's almost like, you know, the Chick-fil-A philosophy as well. Uh, they have the same philosophy in customer service. And as you start looking at their model, one of the things that they do is most people hire and then try try to train you to fit into their culture. From the moment that right. they interview, they set the tone for their culture in the presence when you walk in. And if you don't meet that culture and you don't meet what they're looking for, they don't even continue with it. Wow. And so as you talk about customer service, it's really what is the culture that you're trying to portray and what you want? And then you establish it from day one and make sure that anyone that's attached to you is following that same culture. That's fantastic. That's absolutely. And and if you were to do a deep financial analysis on this gas station chain, how much did you think they had to spend to implement this program? Not a dime. Not a dime. Isn't that something? Incredible. That is but the best part of the story. It's just the same thing. When you talk about the level of cleanliness and all those other things, because when we think about gas stations, and I've been to quite a few in New York, sure. <laughs> um, you go in and their cleanliness can be here and there, you know, a lot yep. of times missing more than they are hitting. But everything about them speaks to the culture and the environment that they want to give off from the cleanliness to the way they speak, right. to the, even the way they manage their restaurants. And as a result, they've been uh, they've outlast a number of different other uh, businesses that do the same thing. Yeah, so it goes to show that it was worth it for them, and that that there is a payoff for that that type of uh, behavior and, and treating people with respect. You think it was common sense, but I will say, even in our dirty gas stations in New York, we do have buttered hard rolls and great bagels, so we can always yeah. count on that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so speaking of food, one of the other things uh, we have in common uh, is we both had a, a, a successful weight loss journey. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that, how that worked out for you. So, you know, when uh, my story is that I was on a constant roller coaster. 
of ups and downs. I would I get know it well. motivated <laughs> and I would lose weight. I would lose 20 pounds here, 30 pounds here, get really excited. Everyone's complimenting me on my weight loss. And then I would start eating the same foods that I was before I started losing the weight. And then I would gain the weight and plus some. So it was a constant roller coaster of ups and downs. When I started get, going through coaching, uh, one of the things that I realized is that I would invest all of my energy into losing the weight, but I did not invest as much energy into keeping it off. This right. is powerful because what this did was it shifted the way I thought about weight loss and my lifestyle. And so since then, I've lost uh, a total of 65 pounds, 45 in the last two years. Congratulations, man. That is fantastic. And have been able to maintain it. And I think it comes all about, even as a coach, one of the things that I do is I I, uh, have been trained as well as what I use is a three, uh, three process. Learn, be, do. Most of us move into action. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to do the diet. I'm going to go to the gym. That's yep. the do part. That's the action. Then the alarm goes off the next morning and I say, eh, I don't feel like going yeah. to the gym anymore. <laughs> exactly. So what I help do and what I had to do for myself is the learning and the being. What has been sabotaging my success? What motivates me? What um, are those things that will allow me to be successful in my journey? So this uh, take taking the journey through all of the learning, and then who do I want to be in the action? Uh, what characteristics do I need to have show up? All those type of things. And then I'm better able to put a plan in the action to be successful because I've put in the work prior to doing the actual action. Yeah, that that's great. And one, you know, one thing I noticed is when I lost weight, uh, and and I've also kept mine off for it's been about probably close to six years now. Uh, I I found that uh, other things in life started to come together. It was like grappling control of this one aspect of my life just magically made other things happen. Uh, especially with money, the the fatter I got, the more broke and the deeper in debt I was, uh, and the thinner I've gotten, the leaner I've gotten with my spending and the more money I save. It, it's really incredible. And I think sometimes this applies to business. Uh, you know, I. I look at old school motivational speakers, uh, you know, Les Brown, Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, you know, they, they would always talk about uh, creating goals and it's easy to sit down and say, all right, I have this goal. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to save money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I think a lot of people, uh, and especially in business, because there's so many little things and aspects to it, you start to just you lose it. You you can't focus on a million different things. And like you said, when you plan it and you sit down and say, listen, this is one thing that's important to me. And this is one thing I am going to do. I'm going to lose weight. This is how I'm going to do it. These are my goals at every step of the way. They're going to be specific goals. They're going to be measurable goals. They're going to be attainable. They're going to be great goals. And, and you do it. And when you start to gain that traction, as I said, it's just, it's like magic. All of a sudden, other things just start happening that are positive and, and go hand in hand with your success. Yeah. That, that's so much in that statement. And I think part of it, well, this is just a short part because it's going to be different for everyone. I think it's the investment that you put in yourself, whether it's mindset, whether it's around the body or whether it's around your spiritual well-being. When you invest in yourself, it has a effect on everything that you do. And so 
if I was working with someone and they said, I've lost weight, how does this apply to my business or the success of my business? Well, the first question I would ask is, who were you when you lost weight? What characteristics showed up? What, uh, you know, what was the presence that you have in the weight loss? Because if you can tap into those pieces, which has to do with the being, then you apply those same concepts to the other things in your life. Because if you can be successful here, you can be successful in this area as well. Exactly. Yep. Feeling good about yourself, losing weight, you know, shifting your mindset. It it just brings a level of confidence. It brings something, uh, allows you to show up bigger and larger. And it usually is replicated in your business and every other area of your life. Yeah, that's so great. That's so, and and I, you know, if, if there's a takeaway from this, it really is. If if you if you get some small wins, uh, there's momentum to it. I think, right? You know, if you, if you achieve something, if you set a goal and you achieve it, even if it's something simple, and even if it's if it's a a, a subtle thing and not some big dramatic, I'm going to lose 500 pounds. But you know, I'm going to try to eat vegetables uh, at least twice a day for the next two weeks, right? And you you write that down, you check it off your list, and now you have this little win once it's done. Or maybe you do it at the end of the day. Uh, but it seems like every time you get these little wins, it becomes more and more uh, inspirational. It seems like the inverse of that is when goals are more lofty and big and it takes a lot longer to get from beginning to end is when people tend to give up much easier. Uh, you know, we, we, we all know people, we, well, I'm sure we've all done it ourselves. You, you set this big goal and maybe it's five years out uh, and, and it's just too much to figure out and to think that far in the future. And, uh, you know, six months in it, you don't see progress or a year into it, you don't see progress. And before you know it, you just forgot about it. It's not even mm-hmm. a thing anymore, right? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we, uh, some tools that we use is uh, we do this uh, actual exercise that is called Future Self, which is about designed to be about five years. And we take you on a journey where you meet your future self as successful, tapping into what is called hope theory. This is my desire. This is what I believe about myself in hope, meaning I'm successful at the big goal. And you get advice from your successful person. But to narrow it down, we also do something which is called a vision recording, which usually is about three months. And you pretty much look at it similar to if you were a track star and you were running in the Olympics. So you go through and you play out the whole, I see myself getting down in the blocks. I'm anticipating the sound of the gun. You go through all of the steps to get you through uh, to the end of the race. It's the same thing that you would do in the business, in your personal goals. You write it all out and all those things that will help you be successful at the end of the three months. So it's taking that big goal, narrowing it down to three months. Right, into more manageable little pieces. Manageable, and then you write it out, all the steps that you need to have in place. Now, for me, when I did it, I listened to it every day. Wow. Every day, because if what you feed your spirit, it comes out and it manifests itself. So I recently did it at the start of the year. And I said, by the end of March, I'm going to have uh, my credit cards paid off. I'm going to have all these other goals and everything. And what you put out in the universe, it responds. And 
I'm all, all the things that I put in my vision recording pretty much have come to pass with the exception of one or two items. And I got a, a week to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so fantastic. You know, one of the things uh, w- that I think a lot of business owners and, and people in management positions and uh, especially in marketing and uh, in customer service, there's always a lot of fear. Uh, obviously, everyone fears the unknown. Uh, if, if you're trying to provide this exceptional level of service and you ask yourself, well, what's holding me back? Uh, most people would say fear. Maybe it's fear of quality control. I, I don't think my product is good enough. Uh, if, I give it a, if I give it a two-year warranty, it'll break every time and I'll, I'll be out of business. Uh, maybe it's a fear of uh, having a return policy that's too long. Oh, what if someone changes their mind after 30 or 60 days? And you'll ask someone, well, how many returns do you get within 30 days? And they'll say, oh, maybe one a year or uh, maybe one a month or so, some very insignificant number. Uh, and you say, so you think if you put that to 60, suddenly uh, everyone's going to say, oh, now I'm going to return it after 45 days when they didn't return it within 30. Uh, so these little things to me are, are uh, really important customer service tools and they help to build trust by having longer return periods and having better warranties and uh, you know ensuring you take the time to do quality control if you're selling a product or service uh, or software or something that's a little more complicated helping customers through it so uh, it, it seems that whenever it's approached like oh hey why don't you try this it's always ah oh, that's too scary I, I don't know it's too scary I don't know that's why I don't know what the result will be, but not knowing makes people not do things that maybe they should do. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Um, yeah. Because fear is, fear is grappling, right? It holds us back. But how much of the fear is a lie? Right. And how, you know, and one of the things like, for example, going, I'm going to make a connection, then I'm going to come back. One of the things that I had told myself my entire life was I was not a runner. And I told myself that so much that it became a core value in my life. So anytime that I wanted to think about running, I saw my friends doing 5Ks and 10Ks. I know I can't do that because I'm not a runner. Wow. So I had to defeat the lie and kill the lie. And so Defeating that means that I started this program called Couch to 5K. And last year in March, I ran my first 5K in record time for a new run. That is fantastic. Congratulations. So when you have a mindset, when you have certain things as it relates to business, in my office, I have a note on my computer and I have a note sign that says, just do it. Rapid action is the biggest thing that you can do to combat fear. Because there's something that is really keeping you, that, and sometimes you just got to push past. You just got to do it. It may not be right. It may fail. But then, like you said, you take the learning from the failure and you move forward with it. The second thing is trying to understand where is the fear coming from. Because if you understand where the fear is coming from, then you can put something to combat that and put a, a plan in action to combat the fear. So those are two quick things that you can do. Just push right past and just go. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Worst case scenario is gonna fail, and if you fail, uh, fail forward, as John C. Maxwell says. Yeah, and 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 the longer you take to think about it, I think the more time it has to fester in your mind and 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 create those negative emotions, and then you know helps build the fear factor, right? Yeah. Do you know Colonel Sanders? How many times he was told no before? 
chicken was finally accepted. Over I sure a thousand do. times. Now I'm gonna take all the surprise out of it. I most people would have given up after five, ten, maybe twenty. Right. On the, a stretch one hundred. But to have a thousand people, couldn't you imagine the mindset, the fear that was going around when someone was tasting his chicken? They're like, oh, another failure. Because he had a pattern. It wasn't anything undisclosed. He had truth that he had a thousand temps where people told him this is not good. This is not. But there was something inside of him that knew I got something and I'm not going to allow anything to stop me from reaching my goal and my destiny of producing this finger licking good chicken. Yeah. And, 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 and that is the perfect example to, to go back to what we started with when, when, when goals are far off, you know, when you, when you're working towards something and you don't get that traction, it's so easy to quit. I, I mean, honestly, when I started this podcast, I was talking to a friend of mine who just said, everyone's doing podcasts now. Don't, don't bother. And at first I was like, yeah, you know, he's right. A lot of people are doing podcasts now, but then I thought about it. I said, well, you know, Hollywood was making movies in the thirties, forties and fifties. Uh, they were massive hits. And it didn't stop Steven Spielberg from coming in. It didn't stop George Lucas. It hasn't stopped any new movies for the you know for for the history of movies, right? Uh, same with YouTube. You know, everyone does YouTube now. But every day, there's a new person who hits on YouTube and and builds an incredible successful career on that platform, regardless of who's already there or how many people are involved with it. This world is a big pie. Everyone can have their piece of the pie and not affect anyone else from getting their piece. So go for it. If that's what you have a calling or you feel like something is calling you to a particular work, industry, or field, there's going to always be, there's, it's saturated. I don't know what I'm doing. You're going to have all these thoughts and that's that negative self-talk. So what you have to do is, this is one practical thing you have. You have to burn where you're going, not where you currently are. So I had, I'm over 40, so I had 40 years of stinking thinking and uh, limiting beliefs. So when I had, I had a giant in my life of horrible thinking. So I had to strangle that. And the only way that you can strangle and kill that is by affirming where you want to go and the truth. So I speak affirmations over myself every day. Your plan small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about you shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. And I keep speaking that, speaking that, because what you speak becomes an echo chamber in, into your ear. And if it goes back into, then you'll start believing it and it'll show up in your actions. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially in sales uh, and, and confidence is so important. Uh, and and like you said, going through affirmations and, and building that confidence, even if it's something uh, you might have a little bit of that imposter syndrome or something. But if you go in and you do the work and you're confident, you're going to be successful. And I, I really do believe that. Yeah. So two, two questions I always have to ask everyone on this uh, podcast, all my guests, is the first one is going to be, what is the biggest mistake that you made that turned into a learning opportunity? I, I, I firmly believe that uh, everyone always talks about their successes. They rarely want to talk about their mistakes, but my mistakes have always been my biggest learning opportunities. And I think it's great. I, I enjoy hearing other people's mistakes, so I don't make the same one. Yeah. So I would say probably lack of preparation is um, not there's a certain level of preparation and work that you have to do that you have to invest into it. And so even if at the end of the day, it does not fully reach the goal that you desire, 
if you have put in the work and done that, then you take the learning of why it didn't happen. And my biggest mistake was being overconfident uh, that it was going to happen. People were going to show up and not investing the work and the time and the energy to manifest what I desired. So that I, I think just really preparing yourself and uh, investing the time, energy, and the resources into what you want to see manifested. I love it. Absolutely love it. Someone once said, if you can see it, you can have it. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to do sometimes, but uh, I I love it. Uh, What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Um, Stop playing small. Stop playing small. Because, we over uh, we downplay who we are, our capabilities, uh, what we have, and we play small. We only do those things that we feel like we're going to be successful with um, and excludes us out of everything else. So probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that hits home for me is stop playing small. That's Go awesome. Yeah. That's great. And I, I know you uh, you want to talk a little bit about your uh, coaching services. You're doing that now. And uh, I'd, I'd love for my audience to be able to connect with you on that. Yeah. So as I mentioned, one of the things that I uh, do is build, encourage and motivate growth and transformation. And I believe in holistic transformation, mind, body, soul and spirit. Uh, so part of what I do as a coach is I help people uncover their unlimited potential about themselves and invest in their minds so that they can show up and be whoever they want to be. Just like you said, the world is unlimited. If so, if we can send someone to the moon, yeah, there it is. leave it in their mind first. And if you have a vision in your mind, unlimited potential is possible. So helping them attack the mindsets, also transformation in the body, and then feeding your soul and spirit. So that's what I work around in either one or all of those areas, holistic transformation. That's what I've seen work in my life, and I see it help support others as they're doing it. That's great. And, and people can connect with you on your Facebook page, which is Coach Mark Morton. Uh, and I'll also, of course, put a link to that in the show notes on our website, which is marketingandservice.com. That's marketingandservice.com. Uh, and that link will be in the show notes. And you definitely want to hook up with Coach Mark Morton. He's going to help you out. And, and especially if you're having any of these issues with fear or not sure where the goals should be or how far out you should set them or what successes you should be looking for, then I think it's definitely uh, worth spending some time with Mark. And with that, Mark, thank you so much for being on this show. It's been absolutely fantastic. I've loved having you here. I, I think we covered a lot of really, really cool stuff. And I, and I really super appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so humbled uh, by this conversation and I've enjoyed it tremendously. Wow, Mark was an absolutely incredible guest, and what a tremendous amount of insight he provided for us. Definitely do not miss checking him out on his Facebook page. The link, of course, will be in the show notes at marketingandservice.com. If you enjoyed this show today, please take a moment to review and leave five stars. It means so much to us, especially if you subscribe or you follow this podcast. Your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. 
Don't forget to check us out on Facebook either because you are invited to join us on the marketingandservice.com podcast Facebook group. This is a private group where we can discuss things that happen in the episode, maybe challenges that you're facing, and ideas for future episodes if there's something specific that you'd like to learn more about. After talking to Mark, I feel like I have to go and take some action right now. So I'm out of here. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.